Section 52 of Flowers of Free Thought, Second Series. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Flowers of Free Thought, Second Series by George William Foote, Section 52. Jesus at the Derby, June 1890. This is the age of advertisement. Look at the street hoardings. Look at the newspapers. Look at our actor managers. <laughs> Look at Barnum. Scream from the housetops or you stand no chance. If you cannot attract attention in any other way, stand on your head. Get talked about somehow. The only hell is obscurity, and notoriety is the seventh heaven. If you cannot make a fortune, spend one. Run through a quarter of a million in three years. Be the fool of every knave. And though you are as commonplace as a wet day in London, you shall find a host of envious admirers. Should the worst come to worst, you can defy obscurity by committing a judiciously villainous murder. Perhaps Jack the Ripper had a passion for publicity and liked to see his name in the papers until he grew blasé and retired upon his laurels yes it is an advertising age and an advertising age is a sensational age religion itself the staid the demure shares in the general tendency she preaches in the style of the auction room she beats drums and shakes tambourines in the streets she affects criminals and dotes on vice she bustles about the reformation of confirmed toppers by and by she will get up a mission to lunatics and idiots she is now a very forward person. Forward movements are the rage in all the churches, but Methodism bears the palm, though Presbyterianism threatens to run it hard in the person of John McNeil. Hugh Price Hughes is a very smart showman. When truth is stale, he is ready with a bouncing lie and has face enough to keep it up in five chapters but the West End mission is getting rather tame. The dukes and duchesses are not yet converted. Money is spent like water, and the aristocracy still goes to Hades. A new move is tried. A forward Methodist organize a mission to Epson. Jesus Christ goes to the Derby. That is, he goes by proxy, in the person of Mr. Nix. A van, a tent, and a big stock of pious literature with mackintoshes and umbrellas form his equipment he is accompanied by a band of workers their rules are to be up for prayer meeting at seven in the morning and never to look at any race or jockey or horse this is a precaution against the old adam it saves the mission from going over to the enemy on the field of battle mr nix gives an account of his performance in the methodist times he converted a lot of people. So has Hugh Price Hughes. At one time, he says, there were three Church of England clergymen and their wives and some distinguished members of the aristocracy in the tent, probably out of the wet. Of course, they were not converted, but what a pity. A converted clergyman would have been a glorious catch worth 5,000 pounds at St. James Hall and fancy bagging a duke it was enough to make mr nix's mouth water he must have felt some of the agony of tantalus 
he was up to the neck so to speak in lords and parsons and could not grasp one dissenting ministers and their wives did not show up naturally they would not go to such a naughty place except in a mission van mr nix has a keen eye for the methodist business he has open and sly digs at the church clergy one of the tipsters said his father was a clergyman but his religion was no good to him he would give anything for the religion of the little chap that stood on the stool that was mr nix we suspect the epson races will outlast mr nix there is more boast than performance about missions christianity is always converting drunkards profligates prostitutes and thieves but somehow our social evils do not disappear even the drink bill runs up despite all the gospel pledges nix is the practical result of the efforts of gentlemen like mr nix they are on the wrong tack they are sweeping back the tide with mops the real reformatory agency is the spread of education and refinement yet the mission will go on it is a good advertisement mr hughes gives it a special leading article he cries up the epson mob as the most representative gathering of englishmen and therefore a fair specimen of the mental and moral condition of the english people this is stuff and nonsense but it serves its purpose mr hughes wants to show the missions are needed he finds that the great majority of the people are outside of the christian church that this is still a heathen a country perhaps so but what a confession after all these centuries of gospel grinding and church predominance there are fifty or sixty thousand churches and chapels and as many sky pilots six million children go to sunday school the bible is forced into the public day schools copies are circulated by the million twenty millions a year at least is spent in inculcating christianity yet england is still a heathen country well if this is the case what is the use of mr nix what is the use of mr hughes greater preachers have gone before them and have failed is it not high time for jesus to run the job himself come lord jesus as john says let him descend from the father's right hand and take mr nix's place at the next to derby he might even convert the clergymen and their wives and the distinguished members of the aristocracy anyhow he should try he will not be crucified again the worst that could happen is a charge of obstruction and perhaps a fine of forty shillings but surely he will not lay himself open to such indignities he should triumphantly assert his deity a few big miracles would strike englishmen more than the jews who were sated with the supernatural he might stop the horses in mid-career fix the jockeys in their saddles root the epson mob where they stood and address them from the top of the grandstand that would settle them they would all go to church next sunday yes jesus must come himself or the case is hopeless missions to the people of this heathen country are like fleas on an elephant what the ministers should pray for is the second coming of christ but we guess it will be a long time before they sing lo he comes in clouds descending besides it would be a bad job for them their occupation would be gone 
a wholesale conversion would cut up the retail traders. On the whole, we have no doubt the men of God prefer the good old plan. If Jesus came, he would take the bread out of their mouths. That would be a shabby after they had devoted themselves to the business. The very publicans demand compensation, and could the sky pilots do less? But perhaps Jesus would send them all home. We should like to see them go. It would give the world a chance. End of section 52